Hi, this is Ryan. Hey, this is Wayne. And this is Kill the Rabbit Podcast, episode 14. Are I got it sure? right this week. I can't believe I missed an entire episode. I didn't even catch it until I went to upload it, and then I was like, oh, we've already done 12. This is not 12. So, it's 14 now. Um, this week, this week's been better. Uh, last week was a lot of stress. Um, for me, I think it's, so I didn't work on the system, and I didn't really work that much on the new venture aside from a partner meeting. It's really kind of a, it's difficult because I'm in three projects all at varying levels of completion mm-hmm. and planning. So the system, I'm going to go and do the thing that it scared me since day one, which I should have done first. Because I think everything hinges on this, right? If this doesn't work, then it's a very different ballpark. Uh, number two is the thing that just started, so I'm trying to I'm trying to put together architectural designs for a uh, for a patent attorney. So I don't know the level of detail that I, so it's funny because when I was younger, I would have said, oh, "I'm going to design it like it's going to be so articulate." But ever since being through a lawsuit, dealing with intellectual property. The judge always typically throws it out. I mean, if you're in Texas, no one's no one's doing major IP corporate uh, lawsuits. At least not in Timbuktu, where mine got moved to, which I realized was a strategy. Because you try to put it in front of a judge that's not going to have a full understanding of technology, so he won't feel comfortable making a ruling. So he'll say, settle in mediation, which is the best for that party, because they get more out of it because mm-hmm. um, you knew we wouldn't give him any money because we were broke uh, anyway I digress it so this this other project so the first one is really scary um, but I'm going to try I'm going to push to do that this week and then just like I said last week and then uh, the new thing with the architectural design is more along the lines of trying not to overanalyze it and kind of do a flyover um considering that you don't have time to do a deep dive. So for me, the challenge as I get older and my schedule gets busier, like you said when I was 15, you said your life will only become more complicated as you get older, which has rang true. Um, It's more of an evaluation of not whether I want to do something, just how much effort and how much time or energy that I can devote to it. And is that an efficient, or is that a sufficient amount of time or energy to have something that's worth giving, right? Like if I just do a Passover on the new thing and say, yeah, it looks good. Well, that's trash, right? If you don't have enough time, time has to get pulled from somewhere. So you put pause on other things or, and then in the thing at work is, is progressing towards more of a completed state. Um, but that's an environment like I have with the system, but with other people. So, and then how you break things down is very different for your boss or for for the engineer that you're working with. Um, those Which details you leave in, uh, when to speak up, when not to. It's, it's like I'm learning so much about all these different things that are all life and have nothing to do with programming, which seems to be the story of everything um, for the last two years. So 
last week I was really stressed. So I, uh, so when I get really stressed out, I'll, I'll write everything down in an email and I'll send it to myself. Younger Ryan sent the email and said, yeah. And then went to work the next day and was like, oh man, I really hope you didn't read that email. Uh, so I'll send it to myself. I'll read it and confirm that I sound like a crazy person. Then go talk to somebody. Because just like texting, you can't really... There's a lot that's lost in translation with regard to inflection. Or I don't know you. You know, I don't know if you're... Are you a crazy person? Or are you... Is this just how you are? Is this a cause for concern? Which is the only thing your manager is going to be... Is going to care about. Yeah, they get the uh, the day of grace of just waiting before you send something. You know, allows you to calm down a little bit. And maybe even you, you're able to see where... I'm saying all these things because I feel this way, but there's there's some data that's missing. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, and you have to val. It's like sending it to myself is a good way of like validating it, because because I feel it, it is a valid feeling. It's not saying that I'm feeling something I shouldn't be feeling, but you have to evaluate what's the best medium to transfer this information. So then I determined. It was about a person in particular. So I uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and discuss it. And what's going to come out of my mouth is not going to be nearly as... Not abrasive. Just a, a compounded assumption. So I'm assuming that you're doing this because you don't care. okay? And because you don't care, I'm assuming that you also did this because you just don't appreciate my blah 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 so with that compounded assumption I'm very aggressive and then the person is left like dude what it, like, what is wrong what are you talking about and then you feel stupid so that's why I send it to myself I'll send it to other people like you I'll send you things and you'll I mean your advice is always just talk to them because your inner filter will stop you from saying dumb things right yeah. like you know maybe I should look for another job or another friend or another whatever it may be at the time I think we've all been there but in retrospect in my younger years that was a really stupid thing to say because you put it on the table and what you don't understand like in earlier jobs I would say um, this is um, some of my first jobs I would be like well you know you can't really do anything without me as I get older that is not true (laughs) everybody is replaceable Yep. It may be hard to replace you. I may need to replace you with several people. But I run a business, man. I'm not trying to, like, stroke your ego. So that is not the way I think about it anymore. So now I'm just trying to deal with life in a level-headed way that lowers my stress and increases productivity. That's good. So that's what's going on this week. Everything is turning up and everything is going well. And now I'm kind of out of crisis mode and now trying to focus more on what do I have time for and it's all do you ever get that that paranoia of like for instance workout right work is out of the picture is what I'm saying um I have to go to work to make money so that let's not even consider that for argument the system that I'm working on the new venture I'm constantly playing this game of, because I've done it in the past, I've done it where I took on two or three ventures, it, that never works out. 
So like my system is my hobby turned potentially into a business in the future, but it's more or less for fun and for me to have full expression into something that I want to do. But it doesn't necessarily have a business plan tied to it to make money, right? So I kind of do it for relaxation. This other venture is solely about an exit where we sell the company or making money. I think I'm having, I think I'm struggling with changing gears because when I'm working on my system, it's my show. Now this other venture, it is still my show technology wise, but you have to wear these different hats, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm looking at doing something. Do I program it in this way so that I have two things for one? That's hard to maintain in the future. Do you care? I won't do it for my system because I have to maintain it. So it's just, it's constantly this push-pull, do I have enough time for this? Was this a stupid idea? That's that's where I'm at right now. And I'm not saying that I don't have time for it, because I I think I have time for both. And I think I've always wanted to do something on side, and this is a really good opportunity. But I don't want my system thing to die because of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think... I think one of the dangers in it, I, I, I run into this on a regular basis. Um, we're walking along and we're able to look to the left or right and see everything in focus. But it doesn't take very long before speed starts to pick up. And next thing you know, you're missing a little over here, a little over there. And then eventually, if you're not careful, things become a blur as you look to the left or right because you're going too fast. Mm-hmm. And and that can happen so easily because it's really I don't know if it's just me and I'm sure a lot of people probably struggle with this and that is being able to look at something and say yes I have time for that mm-hmm. now, what do you mean by that because when you say I have time for something have, have you really thought about what it will take in order to make this a worthwhile use of my time mm-hmm. um, not and to sometimes, mean, the, sometimes the answer is no Sometimes it's no, and like you've injected also the the idea that your own personal thing you have a passion for that's your baby. Uh-huh. This other thing, yeah, it's it's a it's a dollar sign thing, and so there's yeah, it's still cool, and it still uses some of the tech, but I just and I think it's because I overanalyze a lot, but that's what that's how I've become successful. But you still have to look at it and say, okay, um, in order for this to be worthwhile. I really have to be able to devote a certain amount of time to it. That's mm-hmm. a hard number to come up with. Or and the, and then <coughs> not even as much time. <coughs> Excuse me. Effort. Yeah. Like I can't pour myself 120% into this or this suffers or god forbid my job suffers, right? And then it's affecting my bottom line. So, you know, you know, when do you step back? So like a lot of this new venture it's it's, um, well, I don't have to do the programming, but I know it, so I know it's cheaper if I do it and don't port it to somebody else and cross my fingers that they're going to do it right. There's going to be a time when you're going to have to do that. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with giving your platform to somebody and maybe having them say, oh, this was stupid, you should have done it like this. Are you okay with that? Um, it's hard. It, because I don't think I've ever been in this position where 
I'm not doing all the all the technology work, or I'm not expected to do all of it. Hmm. And so that's where I'm kind of on the fence of um, dealing with deadlines, which I hate, but that's the world. I mean, yep. when do you want to release? When it's done. That's a really dumb answer. But, you know, and then this has deadlines, my job has deadlines. The only thing that doesn't have deadlines is my system. And so I'm just kind of, I'm going through that experience right now. So it's just kind of a, but I know that if I focus my energy and I, and I only dedicate, hey, I'm going to work an hour on this thing and it's good because it's coming from all that collective experience. Hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, that's good. How's your week? Uh, it's just been good. I, um, I've been working on studying, uh, been spending a lot of time with that. I've obviously go to work every day so I have to really focus on that and that's been taking a lot of time there but I'm studying for my next level certification at my job so that's taking some time um, and as far as the writing I, I've yeah, kind, of, kind of along the lines of what you're talking about is you're looking at it and you're saying okay um for instance, this thing studying for the certification, I have to figure out what I'm going to study. Because just to give you kind of an idea, there are, I'm going to go into this test, they're going to let me take in three manuals with me that I can use to refer to. But there's like 10 or 12 other manuals that will have questions from those manuals that I won't be able to take in. So I have to figure out what I'm going to do about that. So coming up with a Cliff Notes version of a study uh, study tool for myself that I can look at because I'm covering just uh, an ocean front of information and I'm not going to be able to spend the time looking all this stuff up in books. Mm-hmm. But I, I've got to. I'm probably being overly melodramatic here, but I, no, it's no, no. a I lot mean, of information. It's a lot. It, you're trying to put it. You're trying to compartmentalize it, yeah, and you're dealing with vagaries, and I think that's that's why I struggle too, because it's like, to put it frankly, I feel like it just got real, yeah, and it's not, and then when I'm asked those questions, like in meetings, right? So I'm in I'm in these meetings where they say, it's not like, well, you know, what do you, what do you feel about this? It's like, what do you know? Is this yes or no? So it's not it's not well, you know, maybe. I mean, that's not an adequate answer. So, like, when it gets real like that for me, that's where that time, yeah. that's where you're just like, you have to make that choice, and that's what's hard for me. I think something else that, that plays into it, and, and this is helpful for me, when I got too many things that I'm trying to do, and all of a sudden I realize, well, they're all important, but they don't necessarily all have to be done, you know, right away. Mm-hmm. And there's some latitude that you can, some range that you can stretch them out over uh and like for instance i want to do the writing i want to do the studying for the test the test is coming up pretty quick and so what i'm having to do is scale back on the amount of time i spend writing Mm -hmm. because i i don't i i don't i can't fail this test i have Mm -hmm. to pass this test so that's really important well do you feel like so right along with what you're saying when I do that, because I kind of feel the same way on some of these things that are coming up, and once they're done, knowing full well I can scale it right back up, 
But in my mind, I always feel like if I scale it down, it's permanent and it's forever. Well, and, and especially if you're like us who tend to procrastinate, uh, you're thinking, okay, if I don't stick with it, as you, you know, I think you're saying, then I'm, I'm just going to lose it. Mm-hmm. But I don't always want to feel guilty about that. Mm-hmm. It would be easier for me to just say, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to scale back the writing intentionally, and I will pick up the pace after September 29th when my test date is. Mm-hmm. But for me to try either to allow myself to just feel continual low-grade guilt over not doing more writing, um, the practicality of you know, the amount of time that I have and, and, and I don't have much between now and the test date, I've got to really focus more of my attention on that because, that, like you said, that's going to be over with after the 29th. I'll either have passed it or fail it, mm-hmm. but there's no second chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, that's it, you know. Um, so I've got to maybe just say, well, okay, first season, for this short period of time, I'm going to you know, scale back on the writing, but spend more time on the studying. And so that's one of those things in life. Uh, it's, it's a life lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, stop being afraid of just, you know, not performing, um, in my case, on the writing. You can always, you know, set your calendars, you know, mark it down that on the 30th of September, you're going to scale it back up again. Well, and for me, it's, so I don't know why I do this. Every single time I take on two things at once, I I plan them to work on them every day, both. And every single time I work on none. And every single time, again, after I realize I've worked on none for weeks, I say, okay, I'm go- because of the way my mind works, it likes a free reign of I'm going to tackle this problem and this is what we're going to spend this work night on, right? This two, three hours at night. Um, so I've learned it's best uh, working in the morning um, and also doing that one thing. So like just work on the system. Forget the other thing. Do the other thing tomorrow. That way I have more compounded effort into that thing, but I don't know why in my brain I feel like I have to do both, and I effectively then end up doing none. Does that yeah, make sense? It could be the the box checking mentality, or the extreme, like you didn't get to one, so screw it, don't do either. Yeah, I want to know. I've, these are my goals. They're all on this list here. They may not be realistic, but I'm going to check the box on each one of those things, even if I only spent ten minutes on something that really in order to be worth my time I should have spent an hour on, but I didn't have an hour. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I did it, but mm-hmm. I only spent ten minutes on it and 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 it's 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 heaping pressure on yourself that the things that you could have accomplished, like you're saying you're not getting anything done, if you had just focused your attention on one thing rather than on two or three you probably could have made some progress on that one thing and that would have been realistic. Mm-hmm. Or setting that time. I mean, I do it at work all the time, where I'm, I'm known for being super meticulous and very planned out. I, I just don't know why that's so hard to apply to my life. You know, one of the things I know I struggle with in in, in um, thinking about accomplishing things, we don't, at least I don't, 
I don't think enough about when you're you're taking on something large, something that's going to require a lot of effort and perseverance. Um, it's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. I, uh, one of the uh, articles I was reading that was very encouraging was that, okay, so you want to go and write this thing, and it's going to take skills, develop skills. You may have raw materials, but if you develop those at a skill level that will help you to be able to run, not just, you know, baby steps. Mm -hmm. But you've got to have those baby steps initially. And more often than not, whenever I've acquired some skill at something that was pretty weighty, um, it's been kind of something that's taken me by surprise that I've just kind of done because either it was something that was a part of my regular job that they pay me to do, that they expect me to do, that I picked up over weeks and months and years of working at it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's the it's the ones where you set off on your own and you say, I'm going to be, I'm going to learn this, that sometimes we get tripped up on because we really don't realize that we're biting off a fairly sizable chunk here. And it's going to take time. And you've got to give yourself the freedom to spend that time to develop it. That That's, um, you know, that's been kind of tough. So, Well, and I feel like not applying a schedule is the only way you're going to get breaking it down into pieces. But I feel, I think I, I think in my mind, it seems to me like if I apply deadlines to it, then immediately it is not fun. Mm -hmm. And immediately it is a job now. But, I mean... And also, it goes back to that, I'm a, I'm an amazing starter. I'm a horrible finisher. When I ran, when I was in, when I ran, when I co-owned the company that I did before, I realized I loved spooling it up, getting it up and running against all odds. The day-to-day, -day, the actual orders that would come in, then they were residual. They, I mean, they were coming in. They were five, six engineering firms sending us work every month. I hated it. And it's like, why do you hate this? This is free money. People are just sending it to you. You just do the work, and then you get money. And for some reason in my mind, I was like, oh, God, it's, so, it's just so boring. And that's why I realized, like, you have to start something, sell the company, or give it to someone else. I can't be a chief operations officer. I would kill myself. It would just be horrible. I have to be challenged, otherwise I'm out. And I feel um, like with the system, I'm seeing it again. Like I'm really good at starting, but when it comes down to it, when you have to, when you have to apply a schedule, it's almost like you're admitting that this is a real thing. And then you think about, you know, subconsciously, am I, am I not thinking this is real? Am I limiting myself subconsciously, and saying? you're only doing this to play, but we all know you're not really going to play for the majors. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I feel I feel those little games are... It's too consistent not to be a pattern. Yeah. But then how do you do it at work? I mean, it's like someone holds your toes to the fire and you have to do it. Otherwise, you... You know, what? how is that any different? I mean, the systems that you're building, if you put them side by side, I mean, it's kind of the te same technology stack. So, like, I'm not, I'm confused. Well, and I think part of it is, um, if you stop to think about it, if you're a person who needs the affirmation or the praise mm -hmm. of someone else, 
which I do, and you're trying to do something that's strictly for you, uh, and um, you're putting pressure on yourself to finish it, but there's not anybody in the wings praising you or affirming that this is something that they can use or that they think is great or it's going to change the world or whatever. Or you don't want to do the thing that's too complicated because then the amount of time that will go by, go by without receiving any type of affirmation for that task is too long. Mm -hmm. Whereas the thing that I'm getting into this week, and this is one thing I need to remind me to do this on my to-do list, I'm going to dedicate Monday is this, Tuesday is this, Wednesday is this, Thursday is this, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I know I'm only going to hit them maybe twice. I'm not going to hit them every day. Just like working out consistently in my life, it's hard to make it happen every day until it's like a hardcore habit. But at least if I set it up at seven days, I'll hit four and I'll get solid effort. Because I think, my wife tells me this all the time, I feel that I expect too much from myself. Like she says, okay, so here's the deal. You wake up in the morning before you start work at home, right? I work at home a little and then I go to the office and then I work a little at night and it all evens out. It's probably more than eight hours. I work more than I should, but it's because I enjoy what I do, which is a good thing. So I get up early in the morning, 5 o'clock, I start on the system, or the thing that I'm doing. Then I go to work. Then I come home. Then I continue doing work, a little bit. Then I do the new venture. And she's just like, then what? Well, then I go to sleep. Okay, so you've been on from 5 to midnight. Like, that's not a sustainable model. You will begin to hate what you love and just burn out. And I know it logically, but I don't know what it is that drives me. Like I have to physically turn it off, otherwise I will run ragged. And in my mind, it's still that old school startup mentality that I was brought up on in the school of hard knocks, is that if you're not up at night working, somebody else is and they're going to beat you to it. And I know that's not true, and I know that doesn't work, but I just don't, it's so difficult. I feel like it's my default, and it's getting to the point in my life where I'm so frustrated that I just keep defaulting to that when you know it's not going to work. And, it, you know, split it up by day. Don't work on it a whole week. Whatever you have to do with the end goal of get it done. You know, you start to think about it. There's this taskmaster in your brain that knows your buttons knows how to motivate you to get things done uh, you know for instance when you were young and single and you were working out and running and, and all that kind of stuff that taskmaster knew that you liked to look good for the ladies and so uh, that was a real motivator for you mm -hmm. um, it was and, a non-negotiable yeah and, and, and so you know the days and years go by and maybe your motivations change but to be aware of what what does motivate you? Like I was saying about affirmation, mm -hmm. would you do this if you never got any affirmation for it? Would you still love it? And, and would you stay up at night working on it if, if there was no encouragement or affirmation from somebody? And I say no because it's my passion. Mm -hmm. But the more I think about it, the more I think you're right. The more I think, like look at it work. I'm super stressed. Then I get affirmation. Then what happens? 
Yeah. We're still screwed. The boat's still sinking. Possibly, I'm not saying it is, but you get the point. Your situation has not changed. But because I've got... Maybe that's my love language. My love language is affirmation. <laughs> but how do you deal with that with yourself? Because you don't believe yourself. You don't look at yourself and say, wow, you're doing a great job. Like, you don't believe that. It has to come from outside. But how do you do it so that you can get something done? Because there's not going to be people that can always congratulate Somewhere you. Somehow or other, you have to manipulate the carrots mm-hmm. uh, that motivate you and change them if necessary. Um, without destroying your love for doing things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the people who are throwing the guilt trips on themselves that after a while are just becoming uh, robots. They're mechanically doing things. They may hate what they're doing, but they're throwing the guilt trip, uh, berating themselves or whatever they're doing in order to, you know, get themselves what... It's a perverted way of motivating yourself, mm-hmm. Okay. It ought to be a carrot. It ought to be something that you you want for good reasons rather than for negative reasons for doing something. Well, and I think the boundaries is where I have the biggest problem. Because when I don't have boundaries, it's just a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. And it's like a never-ending thing. And And that's where my frustration is going to come. Because you're expecting so much out of yourself because you haven't set boundaries to say you're going to work on this from 7 to 8, that's it. End of story. And at least that is a that's a that's a starter. Is that true every day? Probably not. Some days you're on a roll. Other days it's less. But just trying to... And, and like I said, I keep coming back to this and it makes me feel stupid and it kind of reminds me of the... Um, Tim Ferriss talks about the monkey mind which is like this uh, uh, oh shiny object, oh squirrel, those types of things, right? What I liked more was the lizard brain and the Einstein brain or something. I was reading something about it, and it would state that the lizard brain is your child, child inside your brain, who I want it because I want it. It's more the primal urge. I want to waste time. I want to eat junk food just because I want to. And then you have this logical side of your brain that's like, no, that's not good for you. But if not attended to, the lizard brain will drive the car. (laughs) And it's constantly keeping those in check. And and understanding that about yourself so that you can trick your lizard brain to want to do something and want to learn and want to be productive. But I think that I, I just don't... The thing that's frustrating for me is that I'm 32 and I keep coming back to... Now remember, you have to set boundaries. You have to set boundaries and and dedicate time to working out or you're going to get fat. Like, I don't know why I'm still having this conversation with myself and it's been 15 years. Yeah. And it's the same conversation. (laughs) Well, I know it's good to have a sounding board to have others who know you well and and, uh, to be honest with them. And a lot of times they can give you some, some good feedback on or good questioning as far as why you're not being consistent on mm-hmm. something. Um, and, and again, I, I think, you know, uh, going back to the workout uh, motif here, um, if you're wanting to lose weight and you're wanting to get the muscle up and, and get all in great shape, um, I think some people who go to the Ironman competitions 
um, maybe that's the way they started. And that mm-hmm. was one heck of a motivation because they don't want to embarrass themselves. They want to perform well. Mm-hmm. And so they got that picture in front of them the whole time thinking about, okay, I'm going to, it's coming up. I've got to get ready for it. You know, all that kind of stuff. Is that outside pressure? You know, the people who do the uh, the marathon running and everything, they're gearing up towards a goal that they, they, they want to perform well in. And so even on the days that they don't feel like going out and jogging, they do it anyway because they know that they've only got so many weeks until the event. And mm-hmm. So you got to figure out what the carrot is for you. And Have you seen those weight loss things that they you go in, they weigh you, they give you a diet plan, and they say, give me $600. And if you gain weight, I keep it. Wow. If you don't, if you lose weight, I'll give it back to you. But it's a, it seems insane, but it's proper motivation, right? It's, if someone was in this room and said, I'm going to kill you, write this app tonight, mm-hmm. pretty sure it will get done. Well, and it's it's the right care to, in, a, in a lesser one would be the amount of money people pay to to be a member at a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm going to go because dang, I'm paying every month for this thing, so I'm going to go. Or the people who want to lose weight, so they pay a doctor to, you know, to manage this or special meals or whatever else. That's incentive because I'm paying for this, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody's not the same, and mm-hmm. and so you have to figure out what's an effective carrot for you. Otherwise, you know, you're just kind of kidding yourself. Well, and I think I want to do so. Like at a at a base level, I feel that I love the system because I think it has a lot of potential. I feel that it is the purest form of the expression of my talent, and I think it can be huge. I really believe in it. I'm very passionate about it. Is that true? Will it just change the world? Maybe. There's a possibility that it could. With the other venture, I feel that it's... I don't... Me putting forth effort into something, I can only make so much money. For me to make money, I have to be on site doing work. There's no multiplier. I don't have employees. I don't have stock options. I I think with the new venture... I'm trying to cut that other part off at the knees and trying to replace it with income that I don't have to do anything and I do whatever I want. Well, that's, uh, I was just going to say, on the one hand, the first thing you mentioned that you have a passion about that could change the world, that's a motivator, that's a sufficient carrot for you. This other thing is, yeah, it's dollar amount, but if you want to, to get more motivated about it, saying something as you were saying, if this could be replacement income that would allow me to do the things I really love to do, that could be a sufficient carrot for you. And I think think now that we're talking about it, it's becoming more clear. It's not something that I'm super passionate about, but I am passionate about having residual income and not having to go to work. Mm -hmm. Like, that would change my life. Yeah. And keeping that in spec or keeping that in scope I think is what I need to do. So for this week, I'm going to divide it into days, view the venture as it is, because that's how my partners are viewing it. My partners aren't, this isn't a lifetime business for them. They want to sell. If we can sell like $20, $30 million, done. Um, And look at that as replacing income so you can do whatever you want and go full force into the passion project. 
So I'm going to split those into days because I feel like I'm not being honest with myself with regard to boundaries. I feel like I'm putting it on my to-do list like I always do, and then I keep moving it and keep moving it. I'm so tired of moving my to-dos to the next day just because I put too many to-dos on today. And I, I'm, I need to stop it and, and just say, these are the things that I'm going to do today. That's it. So Monday I'm going to work on this, Tuesday this, so on and so forth. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to put it in my calendar, and I'm going to I'm going to try to hit it four times. And then I need to start running again because that's how I de-stress. And so, so much of running businesses has nothing to do with technology. And even as you're thinking about the running thing, for instance, to me, I used to like to run, but it only got more exciting for me when I got to a point where I wasn't feeling like I was dying. And mm-hmm. I actually uh, got to a point in running where uh, I was had built enough lung capacity and, and my strength in my legs and so forth that I was actually enjoying it. But what do you do to get yourself to stay with it until you get to that point? Again, it's it's got to be something that is tangible for you that would excite you. Yeah. Well, and eating the elephant one one bite at a time and and looking at it and looking at it like I did as a project manager in stages of how do you how do you do the um the passion project is that's just steady grind every day. That's it. The end. So you do an hour, that's all you do. It doesn't matter. There's no completion date. That will come later as you're filling it out, right? You don't even know all the pieces yet. You're trying to sell something that you don't even know what it is. Yeah. So don't worry about selling something you don't know what it is. With the running, you have to drop weight first, otherwise your joints. Mm-hmm. Looking at that as a process, so I said I'm going to replace dinner with oatmeal, I'm going to eat oatmeal for breakfast, that's what I'm going to do, I'll drop 20, 30 pounds, then I'll go hardcore into the running. So Plus it might everything. encourage you to know that, for instance, like when I go in and get my cholesterol checks, which you're on cholesterol medication now, um, when I'm regularly exercising, all my indicators are in a much healthier zone. Uh-huh. And it's just, it, that was motivating to me. One thing I would say for myself now that we're talking about this, um, looking at something like this test that I'm saying is on the 29th, this, it's, got a, it's got an end date. And when is so, it? September 29th? September 29th, okay, okay. yeah. And, and so um, it's a ways away, but I've got a lot to do between now and then. But it is it does have a deadline, as opposed to the writing thing, and I was putting an undue amount of pressure on myself because I had originally said, "Well, I'm just gonna I'm gonna finish this book by the end of the year." Well, that's that's all well and good, but do you really understand what you're gonna have to do in order to accomplish that? Because if you haven't figured that out yet, then it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. And so maybe going at that goal, more like taking uh, on a on a regular basis, something to keep you going, something to keep you excited. You're learning some stuff because it's very hard to keep going at something that you don't have an end date on if you don't have little things along the way that, you know, that, that are encouraging, that are right. motivating. And right. so I, but it still ends up being one of those long-term things without a specific end date in which you've got to, um, you've got to stay at it, but you've got to find ways to motivate yourself to stay at it on a regular basis. Something's little, little points along the way. that Well, and be- little gains too. Like I have to have the wins. Um, you know, and why, why are you approaching something where you don't know what the wins are? And just like the project that I'm in at work, um, we can't build it because we don't know all the pieces yet. Yeah. So I'm sitting, my general mentality is build it. Mm-hmm. Pause. You don't know what it is. 
So don't waste time building all this stuff that you're not. So I'll build this thing in technology. We're not going to use that anymore. What about all my work? Exactly. That's what you should have been thinking of. You dove too deep. You need to keep it surface level until you know the pieces. Then you can break it down into tangible pieces. So I think that's Interesting. that's helped me out a lot to think about it. So I'll work on that. And then you're working on pausing writing and full bore with studying. Um, full bore with studying, but then I'm going to inject the writing along the way, but I think it's going to be... It's not going to be as as aggressive, and it's going to be more. Like I said, I, I need those incremental things where I'm feeling motivated. So I'm I'm going to try to come up with some things that will help me see that I'm developing my skill yeah. and I'm still involved with the writing, but I'm not going to go out as quite as aggressively until this test is over. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So I mean, it's like when I did sprinting, I liked sprinting because I go very fast. I don't think, I think that I'm focused on the wrong metric. It's not about the speed, it's about the distance. You're really fast for short distance, and that's it. The distance is what counts. So like maybe doing the writing like that, you're getting into your pace, because it's going to be a long drive, and you already know that on the get-go. And figuring out what should I work on first as far as developing writing skills Mm -hmm. might be helpful. So I'll think about that this week. Okay, well, that's a little longer than normal, but I think that's good. I think we're coming to uh, a lot of good realizations. So that's my goals, and then uh, I guess we'll talk next week. Yep. All right. All righty. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.